I think the title is really relevant for me in respect to the, the concepts in, in the record. The title's taken from that Jamaica Kincaid poem called Girl. And it's, it's about a, an immigrant mother, Jamaica Kincaid's mom, I'm, I'm, I'm supposing, teaching her daughter, like second generation or first generation, and being a woman as well, or being a person of color, and, and saying, like, this is how you smile in front of people you like. This is how you smile in front of people you don't like. And all these, like, uh, these ideas of presentation in different spaces and places and how you're supposed to act. And the, the, the record kind of revolves around that in, in a lot of respects. No, that's really an interesting thing. Tell me about this title, though. You're saying it came from um, Jamaica Kincaid's Girl. Um, where did that come up in your bag of tricks? Like, what? It seems like an interesting reference point. I was I was finishing up the record maybe early earlier in the summer, and so couldn't really decide on the title. And Rachel Kadzi Ganza, she had asked me to uh, DJ this event. And it was like an event about mothers. It was at the MoMA, and it was all these different poets and writers, these amazing writers. Like I think Saeed Jones was there, and um, more lots of folks were there. And Jamaica Kincaid was supposed to come and read as well. And Rachel read a piece as well, and and um, so I was just sitting there listening to everybody read. Don't walk barehead in the hot sun. Cook pumpkin fritters in very hot sweet oil. Soak your little clots right after you take them off. And when I was listening to Jamaica's piece, it was read by somebody else. Um, When I heard that line, I was just like, it just like, everything just started to resonate. All of a sudden, I started to vibrate in my mind. This is how you sweep a yard. This is how you smile to someone you don't like too much. This is how you smile to someone you don't like at all. This is how you smile to someone you like completely. This is how you set a table for tea. And I just read that poem a million times after that. It was so relatable, but so easy to read, but so crazily complex. This is how to behave in the presence of men who don't know you very well. And this way... And it also, in a sense, like, gives, gives me a perspective and um, something I don't understand. A lot of women of color have, like, a, a completely different thing that I don't even... didn't even experience. So there was, like, a big, huge portion of that where I'm like, oh, I feel this. And then there's another portion I'm like, damn. Thinking even of my mom. You know, all the different experiences that I know that she's gone through. So let's talk more about that. That sounds like a good entry point, that This Is How You Smile is the name of the album. And this idea of, like, code switching, right? Like, the idea of this is what you do in this situation and this is how you do in that situation. How do you feel like that manifests throughout the record? You know, I've always sang between Spanish and English and used Spanglish in a lot of respects to communicate. Take care of people today. So the Spanglish is kind of like 
in a way, a second generation feeling, uh, second generation, like you're living with your folks, your grandma, people who don't even speak English. And then you're, you're kind of like hearing these mutations in your mind, these phonetic mutations that kind of like lend themselves to like English ways of uh, describing something. And that and even like thinking about like my landlords in the past, my, a lot of my landlords in Brooklyn are uh, from the Caribbean. And, you know, they, they'll like lay on the heavy patois. And sometimes I'm like, ah, what did you say? I'm sorry. And because it, it'll just be quick and then they'll kind of like snicker or laugh, you know, and, and, and then kind of like, you know, make it very, very clean, the English. And, and, and I respect that because it's like there are these, these moments that you have to know that you're like not everyone's going to be able to communicate the same way you do. To explain this history And that's the beautiful thing about language. It's like there's a necessity that's created to communicate. And it has nothing to do with them. I mean, grammar is just something that people invented to kind of restrict and bind people into these uh, things of control. Because even with hip-hop culture, I remember growing up listening to rap and just loving that in respect to words being invented. I think a lot of folks that are native English speakers, they don't know this, but English is probably one of the most impure languages, meaning that it has so many things that have fed it to make it what it is today. And that's part of why it's also one of the hardest to learn, because a lot of those rules for pronunciation of different things are not the same across the board in English, and that's because these words came from all over the place. Yeah. But I think what you're talking about, this idea that you have to switch up in order to communicate with folks is such an interesting concept and it's something that people do all the time. And actually, that is like a connective tissue to why I like your music. I mean, it's good music, but it's one of those things where you can't immediately put your finger on it of what it is. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I don't even know what it is. When people ask me, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I like that I don't know what it is because it, it's coming from so many different places, but then it's like taking the music and sort of balling it up and putting it out into something new, making it into something that isn't any one of those things, but is all of those things kind of simultaneously. I think that, I mean, you know, whatever, maybe I'm like, weird but no not at all (laughs) when a musician does that that's really exciting to me as opposed to i'm just going to do this record that sounds like you know james brown or t-rex or whatever right and there's a lot of folks who have done that in the past where where i've learned throughout like my own music making and then you you see historically the folks who have been in it have done it like someone who i think is a beautiful example someone that i respect a lot i don't no Portuguese that well, but Caetano Veloso is like a very like exceptional example of someone who like uh, uses Portuguese and English. Don't help me, my love, my brother, my girl. Just tell me name, just let me say who am I. Don't help me, my love, my brother, my girl. Just tell my name, just let me say who am I. I don't know that he's ever lived in the United States. I know he lived in England, but it's still, it was, it's kind of beautiful when you listen to his songs, how much he can, like, he'll reference pop music, throw in uh, words in English referencing pop music 
from, from the United States or England maybe and thread these into these phonetic feelings of uh, Portuguese and then just kind of like make these like weavings and tapestries of the two and I think that's a good example of historically music that can do that can touch on that like kind of like code switching like hey and this is a song in your language that's someone else's song but this is a song in Portuguese that's a completely different song but it's got the same feeling I am the sun the darkness my name is green wave death salt South America's my name world is my name my son And I like that. My little grasshopper that cannot fly very I want to ask the, the one, I want to say it, Pais Nublado. Pais Nublado. Yeah, you said it right. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll just, I'm trying to loosen the back of my... <laughs> my Spanish is, is, you know, whatever. Obsesionado con mi boca Right. And that's a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, that's like most people who are from like Latin Americans. Just so part of like what happens on tours, like I meet a lot of folks on the road who are of Latin American descent. Someone in their family spoke Spanish or, or something like that. And they're like, yo, like my family specifically never wanted to teach me anything. They wanted me to like assimilate and not have any kind of accent and be blend in. And part of like this idea of like what we're talking about, it's like, this kind of like let's use the blur tool and like let's blur you all in so it kind of just looks like you were in the background the whole time and that's know? the song essentially the- thematically about Pais Nublado is kind of like this feeling of like being in this cloudy country but also like kind of like starting to like define and come into focus and being like okay 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 I'm still here knowing that we're going to be here long after you is a nod to that feeling of like, okay, I know who I am. I'm all right with that. That you're the person not okay with that. And I know that this this resilience and this endurance to, to feel good about all the things that I'm doing is going to be here. Lado is cloudy. Is cloudy, that, is that yeah. Just cloudy? So the song means cloudy country. Yeah, because I'm, yeah, I'm assuming that people know, but they might not know. Right. They might not know. So putting that out there. There was something else. I w- oh, you know what I've been thinking about recently, which is weird. So yesterday I went roller skating. I love skating. So roller skating, like in the black community, is like a whole thing that's different from I don't know the skating rink you went to when you were a kid. And so, like, there's this whole, like, musical thing. I 
I said to the guy who was instructing people, I was like, I would love to DJ here. He's like, well, I don't know if you're going to be able to do it. I know you have a radio show, but it's different. Like, it's a different feel. It's a different energy. You know, we like Billy Squire, and we like these other, like, stepping records and all this other stuff. And right. And I thought about what part of that is when you DJ in different situations, the different types of things you're DJing, and what it is you're pulling from, and it can be a completely different attitude. You know what I'm saying? Like, rhythmically, like, it's different. If I know I'm DJing for a bunch of, like, kind of artsy-fartsy people, I'm just going to strip it down to the most basic. Like house. Like, four. those four, four. Four and four. Let's just give them the four. Here's the beat. Not, we're not gonna confuse people. It's da, 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 da. Cool. Everybody's happy. Right. But we and we all like that. It's fine. But you get polyrhythmic with it, and everybody starts getting confused and thinking real hard. And I guess very avant-garde, real yeah. quick with the dancing. Unless people are very drunk, they're just gonna stand there and be confused. And so I was trying to feel it, and I found myself this morning kind of trying to think about what kind of set it would be. And I was like, how do you combine the JBs with T-Rex? Because that's what it is. And that sounds awesome, right? Like, yeah. What does that sound like? Yeah. That's a very specific... There, it's it's hard. That is hard. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to do that. But it feels great. I know you can do that. But it's like, if you figure out what that middle spot is, then you can make anything happen. Yeah. But it's like... Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I, I need everybody to go to one of those those um, skating rinks once in their life and just, like, experience it. Because it's very different than a regular, like, you know, Brenda K. Star skating rink, which is what I grew up going to. Right. I mean, you know, freestyle. And I mean, I feel like <laughs> growing up, all the roller skating rinks I went to was just, like, freestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe like some radio hits. Yeah. It was kind of just it's like one groove. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not that. <laughs> it's amazing though. It's so good. definitely one of these albums that it does a disservice to just like use a bunch of adjectives about what it sounds like if that makes sense because it is so many things at once i appreciate that anyone who makes music spends all this time making the music and it's and it's kind of like the time we spend articulating all these things in the music and then to ask us what did you mean by that mm-hmm. it's kind of like damn that's it almost feels like you failed explaining it through the music so this is a weird question. Okay. You know how people like pair wines? Right. Okay. What 
activity do you see people I mean they could probably do whatever with this album but I mean what do you see people doing listening to this album I can tell you what I was doing (laughs) and that might be better right because I don't know what people do (laughs) everybody does something different after I would finish mixing I would actually put it on headphones and walk 15 or 20 minutes to the bus and this was like at midnight or one and be like the only one riding on the bus back home. And it would be another like 25 minute ride home from the studio. And that's what I would do, just be on the bus and just see people get on and off at night. It was great. And it sounded right. It was just like I was in my own world and I would catch the outside world and just, just look outside the window. And it was really, it was interesting. It was nice. anything in particular that you were listening to when you made this record? There's a record that I fell in love with a few years ago, and it's by a musician. Um, his name is uh, Beverly Glenn Copeland. And the record is called keyboard fantasies but there's a song on there that I feel like spoke to me a lot uh, during this time and it's called Sunset Village and it's one of those like albums that was quote-unquote rediscovered and then it's like this he has a jazz background and then put out this dx7 and drum machine record in the 80s and then somebody you know somebody found this and then was like yeah i'm gonna put this out but then i'm glad that they put it out because it's gentle and, and warm and beautiful and you can feel a lot i recommend that record to anyone who wants to just get their mind right That's so interesting, prescription through music. I mean, it's, it's something that we do, but I don't know that we necessarily think about it, that they're like, we're basically like medicating ourselves to do. And like the wine pairing is different for different people, but sometimes some music is just so perfect to do, you know, X, Y, or Z. Like right now, I really want to hear some bread. Like it's so like specific. Yeah. like a 30 second snippet I was like in the middle of doing something and I'm like oh my god I need that in my life I was just so the owner of the label of Revenge who releases my music I was just texting with him and um, I was like yo what are you listening to today and he's like oh man uh, Scandal The Warrior it's like talking about how like that period of time how people were like mad into like warriors gladiators and barbarians Mm -hmm. and just that feeling of like okay that's what was happening yeah no that's true what's up with that what is up with that i don't know this is ayana Contreras for vocalo